Warning! Deep Fix contains adult content and language. So if you don't touch processed foods but eat gummy bears, this may not be for you. And now, Deep Fix. Hello, and welcome to Deep Fix, where we're getting a fix of all of our favorite obsessions. This season, as you know, we are doing a deep dive into the Real Housewives of New York City, seasons one through three, what I consider penultimate Real Housewives television. And it would I would be remiss if I did not mention that right now rumors are swirling of a possible firing of Ramona off the show, which I gotta say the woman's batshit crazy, if I'm being honest. But I, I don't know. She makes good TV. I like it. I, I like I like watching her on the show. It would make me sad. I don't I don't think she's the problem this season. My my two cents. But anyway, we'll see what happens. So stay tuned. Back to the episode. This episode, we are going to be doing a deep dive into season one, episode two of the Royal Housewives of New York City, entitled The Hamptons. <laughs> Now let's get into it with an overview of the episode, or a little something I like to call turtle time. So recall, as episode two opens, we're still in the Hamptons. They're shooting in about, you know, roughly summer of 2007 at this point. We open up on Jill's house in the Hamptons, right? Her beautiful home, shingle-sided, you know, typical Hampton-style house. We see she's taking Allie, her daughter, to the detox center, the weight loss center, whatever you want to call it. Uh, You know, they go with Bobby. They're dropping her off. We see all of the treatments that she's going to be getting. We then switch to Ramona, who's also getting ready in the Hamptons, but this is for a Masoni party, the designer Masoni. She's with her daughter Avery and her husband Mario, and she's trying on clothes, and we see the dynamic of the family, which is fun. They're getting ready for a night on the town. We cut back then to Jill, who now is getting ready for the same party. She's back. She's dropped Allie off. She and her friend are getting ready for the Masoni party uh, out in the Hamptons. And we then cut to uh, W's uh, hotel beach house that they've got in the Hamptons. And we see Jill and Ramona who separately go, but they're both going, right? So they, they meet up there. We see them with their husbands. They're talking about getting together and playing tennis in the future. We then are on to Luann the countess and she's at the Hampton classic horse show where her daughter is showing and Ramona and her daughter Avery then show up uh, reported, you know, apparently to see some of Avery's friends who are in the show. You can see Luhan's a bit annoyed that Ramona is there. um, Who's kind of peppering her with questions. Then we, you know, Jill shows up and, and Luann's behavior turns and we see kind of the mood change and they're having fun and then we are swept off to St. Bart's with none other than Alex and Simon, who are living, you know, their most pretentious life. And he's, of course, being a bit creepy. He just can't help himself. 
you know, so anyway, we're, we're, we're seeing them gallivanting around, around the island and then cut to Bethany. And we see that she's going to her boyfriend, Jason, again, not Jason that she married, but Jason, number one, he, she's going to his sister's charity event. She's getting ready. We see her, you know, trying to figure out what to wear. And we find out that she's auctioning off cooking lessons with herself. You know, remember she was on the um, Celebrity Apprentice um, with Martha Stewart, I I think it was called, or The Apprentice with Martha Stewart, whatever that show was called. That was a Martha, an Apprentice Light, the one that Martha Stewart did. She was on that. So they were auctioning off, you know, celebrity chef cooking uh, lessons, which I thought was great to be a part of her, her, boyfriend's family's charity and legacy like that and then we're back to Ramona in the Hamptons who manages to piss off Jill by hosting a small cooking party and inviting Luann but not Jill of course you can imagine chaos ensues from there we cut back to Bethany and we, we're seeing her. She meets with her friend Jake, who's in event production. And, you know, we see her business acumen. She's talking marketing, events, business. You know, you can tell she's driven as hell, you know, and, and you can you can see her business, the business side of her life, which is which is nice because that is such an important part of who she is, as she says. So I think it's important that right off the bat, you were introduced to that side of her as well. And then, of course, we cut to Jill and Luann, who are going to lunch in the Hamptons to shit talk about Ramona and plan for the tennis match against her, which is just hilarious to me. You see, I don't know, you just see, you see Jill, she can't get out of her own way, her her competition and the counting of things, as they say, right from the get-go. But anyway, you see her and Luann kind of plotting how they're going to engage this tennis match with Luann. Then we see Allie come home from detox camp. She looks great. She's 11 pounds lighter. Um, and, you know, things seem seem a little, I don't know, lighter and happier with all the with all the relationships in the house. And then the, the finale, the time has come for the tennis match between Jill and Luann versus Ramona and her friend Missy, who's supposed to be an ace. And of course, Jill brings an entourage, including Bethany, who shows up for the match. And the ladies are so overly competitive. You know, they're playing in one of their friend's backyard. You know, don't get me wrong. This is a beautiful Hamptons house, tennis court in the backyard, etc. But, you know, this isn't the freaking Australian Open. But they're so competitive. And it's a hilarious shit show, of course. And, you know, Jill and Luann at the very end eke out a win. And as the episode closes, so does Summer. And that's the end of episode two. All right, my friends, it is time for my favorite part of the show, Mention It All. So I always say the reason why these early housewife franchise cities and episodes are so good and captivated us all and was just we were, you know, riding the reality wave was because it wasn't so forced and contrived, right? Each of the housewives had to have their own thing going on. And so the cameras were going to Luann, you know, or Luann's house or whatever her event was and following her around there. So each housewife had to have enough interesting things going on in their life to fill up, you know, their slot of the episode. And 
you know, in fact, I even remember watching the episodes and once you got a favorite, you know, for me, I started really gravitating towards Bethany. I was really loving what she was, you know, doing on the show. So when boom, their name would come across as, you know, oh, yay, here we go. It's going to be their, you know, their portion of the show. It was, it was exciting. And I think now, unfortunately, they're forcing them to do stuff together and to cause drama together. So as opposed to this interesting dynamic where some of the ladies know each other and some of the ladies, you know, are in the same circle. So they naturally go to the same events. And that's how you ended up kind of having, you know, like the Hampton Classic Horse Show, right? You see, you know, Luann's there with her daughter Victoria's in the show. But Ramona happens to be going you know, maybe because she heard Luann was there, maybe because she heard the cameras were there, or maybe really just because Avery's friends were in the show and they were going and it's a prestigious event, right? So, you know, but the, the, those circles were all the same and that's how you got them to film as opposed to where it's now this forced get together, cause drama, have somebody that you hate and all of this manipulated nonsense that happens it becomes tiresome. And I think it's why a lot of the shows are becoming tiresome at the moment is because they're not doing the authentic housewife thing where each housewife has the camera show up and, you know, follow, follow them around and do their interesting things that they're doing in life. And albeit there should be some crossover. I still think you should force them to have the trip. I love the trip, but you know, short of that, you know, it should be a bit more organic than that. But anyway, Note to Andy Cohen, note to the production companies with Bravo for the housewives, stop forcing them to do stuff together and force them to have their own stuff that's going on, which you're following. And, you know, anyway, I think it's just a much, a much more successful recipe for a, for a good and interesting show. It's how all of this became what it was, right? It's, it's why it's so great. The episode opens and we go to Jill's house in the Hamptons. It's summer in the Hamptons. And she is getting ready to take on a private plane, mind you, Allie, her daughter, to her detox center, which, you know, some were calling it a weight loss camp because that was, I will say, what a lot of what was being focused on was how much weight she lost. And I noticed, you know, they did highlight some of the big money spending. I think... I think Bobby and Jill and Allie pull up to get into the private plane, maybe in a Bentley. It flashed really quick. I could go back, but it looks like some sort of Bentley. And then they, you know, get into the private plane. And so you're seeing that this is probably costing a small fortune. Of course, Jill is forcing this relationship between her daughter and her stepdad, which, you know, Bobby wasn't a warm and fuzzy guy. You see them talking about it with with her aunt the episode previous. Is he warm and fuzzy? No, they say, right? But does he want to do, you know, well by you? Yes, right? So you see this strained relationship. They're on the private plane. They're flying to Martha's Vineyard to this detox center. And you see Jill saying, oh, you know, Bobby, you would take um, Allie to go get school supplies, right? And he's very preoccupied in the seat ahead of them. He says, yeah, or I'll send someone, you know, to pick her up to do it, which... I just thought that's hilarious. It's it's that to me has to be such a New York rich person response. I'll I'll send a car, you know, to come pick you up. It's just I can't even relate. I love it. You know, and Jill tries to cover up for Bobby at that point. 
which is uncomfortable to watch. You see, she tries to joke with Allie and Allie's like, no, I'm, that's not nice. It doesn't make me feel good. And so again, you're starting to see they're highlighting the uncomfortable moments with Bobby again. So they land. And again, we're going to Martha's Vineyards, uh, the holistic retreat, I believe it's called. And Jill's admitting that, you know, Bobby and Allie have a distant relationship. She calls it. And I believe the holistic retreat though was 700 bucks a day. I think just for the, just for being there, because then they're going over the treatments as Allie's getting them, you know, $125 for this treatment and 75 for this. And, you know, Jill's taking pictures of Allie getting the treatment in the machine. And so I'm assuming it's gotta be over a thousand dollars a day, depending on what you're doing. And, you know, I noticed it made me laugh because one of the things was $75 for an earwax candle, you know, lighting session, which has kind of been known to really not work anyway. And I was like 75 bucks. But anyway, that was hilarious. So she's going for eight days at this detox center and Jill's taking the pictures and we see Bobby's outside apparently on, on his phone and Jill's looking for him and he disappeared. And so she's annoyed with him and finally finds him, you know, outside on his phone. And we do have one endearing moment where Bobby comes in and you see that they're putting Allie through all the treatment. She's, you know, getting this done and that done. And they've clearly given her some sort of smoothie juice. It looks like a, a red pink juice of some sort smoothie and Bobby and her have a, a fun exchange of him trying it and you know going oh all right, that's not so bad and so they you know I will say as awkward as it gets it does kind of end on a on a nice note for them you know where at least they they have a fun little laugh between the two of them and in stark contrast to that we go to Ramona who is at her beautiful home in the Hamptons getting ready for the Masoni party Masoni, the the fashion designer. And I love it because she's got this really cute skirt on, which you can tell is Masoni by the pattern. And she's wanting to decide what top she has. And she has, you know, the pattern, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's Masoni. So it's a busy pattern on the skirt. So she's got this black tank top, right? It's summertime that she was going to wear with it. And it looks great. But of course, Ramona wanting to be the sex pot. She also has this clearly uh, it's a lingerie, you know, it looks like a silk tank top kind of a thing, that style where you can see the, the outline of the bra and she really wants to wear it. You can tell, but not only is it as her daughter Avery calls it too showy, which I totally agree. I think she was like, mom, you'll hook hooker, take it off. But it was too showy as Avery calls it, but it didn't even freaking match. I was like, the black tank tucks look way better. So anyway, you know, Ramona's putting the two on. Avery's like, no, that's too showy. And she's totally right. It, it looks totally trashy and doesn't match. Um, and so Mario comes in and Mario's comment is, do you still have the receipt? Which of course Ramona's, you know, Mario, like, how could you? And got her daughter, Avery, who's all of 12, saying, you know what, mom, go look in the mirror again and you'll realize what an awful outfit that is. And it's, it's hilarious. The whole scene, I thought it's very illustrative of who each of the people are, right? So then we go back to Jill and now she's back at home in the Hamptons with her friend Marilyn, which I loved this because, you know, you know, now we know the friends of the housewives, right? They're usually a recurring character and we know them. And so it's usually the same the same person who's a friend of 
But this time, it's just anyone who happens to be in the episode with them is just friend of, you know, Jill. So we've got Marilyn, who's friend of Jill. She's staying with her in the Hamptons, and they're getting ready for the first fashion show of the season, which just so happens to be the Missoni fashion show. And so we see her getting ready. They're excited. Cut to then Ramona and Mario leaving the house to go to the, the fashion show, and Ramona's got the more attractive, better matching, better looking black tank top on. But then she shows Mario that she snuck it in her purse from Avery. So Avery wouldn't see it. And they kind of have a laugh and, you know, off we go to the event. We then come to W Hotel's beach house and they've clearly rented a beach house in the summer for promotions out in the Hamptons. And Jill is going with um, her husband, Bobby and Ramona is going with her husband, Mario. And so we see them there and, you know, you still, you see Jill, she does it again, you know, distancing herself from Ramona saying things like, Oh, you know, Ramona and I, we don't actually do, do anything alone, you know, actually. And we see each other at parties and that's it. And so anyway, we're, we're getting more of that. And so they meet at the party and, Jill immediately takes a swipe at at Ramona because Ramona is telling the story to Jill about the top and how Avery didn't like it. And Jill makes the snide comment of, oh, you know, well, my mother told me I, I can't wear what my daughter can wear. And it's just, oh, boom, it's such a dig, right? It's like, Jesus, Jill. Um, so anyway, she's, she's coming for Ramona and, you know, Ramona probably growing up in the abusive household that she did, as we come to find out, she just kind of lets it roll off her back. And we, we do hear that, that she likes the glamour of New York society, which you are getting it right. You're, you're, you're seeing her, she's enjoying herself and, and clearly wanting to set the tone as to who she is, right? And distance herself from Ramona, but hang out with Countess Luann because she loves it. And, you know, she's, she even admits you hear the voiceover her talking. I love having my picture taken. You know, I don't know what it is. I just love it. So anyway, we're getting, we're getting a vibe of, of Jill cut back to Mario and Ramona. And it's funny, Ramona really breaks the, the fourth wall here. It's interesting. But we Ramona's talking and doing something, and we notice behind her, and she notices this super drunk gal is talking to Mario. And so she kind of, you know, butts in and is like, hey, are you trying to hit on my husband? She's like, oh, no, this, you know, drunk gal is just talking. And then Ramona realizes, Mario, where's your wedding ring? And he's like, oh, I left it at home. And she, Mario, how dare you? And she, you know, smacks him on the shoulder. And um, the gal says, yeah, you should be, you know, making sure your man's wearing his wedding ring. And Ramona's like, seriously. And they march over to Jill and she says, you know, where's Bobby? Where's his wedding ring? And Bobby's like, oh, I forgot to wear it. So, of course, the men love it. And they kind of share a little chuckle. See, I'm not the only one. He forgot it, too. And Mario, it's funny, but as if you remember from the first episode, this show wasn't going to originally be the Real Housewives of New York City and be the second of the franchise. It was going to be Manhattan Moms. And you see it where um, Mario looks over as they're kind of getting mad at them for not wearing their rings and says, you guys are mad moms, you know, as opposed to Manhattan Moms. And then Jill comes back with it. Well, you guys are horny dads or whatever she says, which she gets a kick out of. But I thought that was a funny call back to the original name of this show, Manhattan Moms, they really also 
it, I always wonder if the producers start to see stuff before we do. You know, they're spending a lot of time with these people, but not only do they do the stick, the shtick with Mario and the wedding ring and the girl flirting, and then Bobby saves the day that he doesn't have his ring. But, you know, they show as the fashion show is happening at the hotel party, Mario saying something about, oh, I like that model as she comes out. I think it's the bathing suit, the gal in the bathing suit. And Ramona's like, yeah, I bet you do. And they just keep harping on this thing. And knowing what we know now, it's it's just an interesting insight that I wonder if the producers were seeing something or if it just happens that the camera's picking it up. And I do notice, I have to say sometimes, Ramona, she kills me, but she starts to use air quotes when she's talking. And it reminded me of Joey on Friends when he has no idea how to use the air quotes. You know, I'm sorry. It's just hilarious. I I couldn't help but draw the parallel. It's like, oh my God, she's Joey on Friends with the air quotes. And next we go on to Luann, who's at the Hampton Classic Horse Show, a prestigious equestrian event. And, you know, whenever I see anyone involved in equestrian sports, it's you just it's an immediate sign of money. Right. I mean, keeping up horses and equestrian activities that takes some serious cash. So right away, it's like, all right, this is expensive stuff. Luann is very proud of her daughter, Victoria, as she should be. And I think I believe Luann uses the term elite, which it probably is. Um, and she's you know been writing since she was five. And we see the Count and Luann, both Count Alexander, her husband, is there and they're watching Victoria and cheering her on. And we then see Ramona show up with her daughter, Avery. And you hear Luann take the first dig in her voiceover that she's, you know, surprised Ramona was there and takes, you know, she thought and, and also makes fun of what Ramona's wearing. Right. And I will say. It's not like Ramona showed up in a full-on Kentucky Derby outfit. She had a cute, poochy summer dress on and a little brown, not maybe a little nicer than a straw hat, but that vibe. Like, not a huge brimmed hat or anything, but she did look cute, but it was, you know, summery, and we know Ramona watches her skin. But, of course, Luann has to take the dig of, you know, oh, I think, you know, perhaps she thought this was like the Sunday event where you get all dressed up and wear the hats. And she didn't realize this was like serious business or, you know, whatever, whatever her dig is. It's like, all right, Luann, we get it. We get our first taste of Ramona, too, where she's just talking to Luann while Victoria is writing and asking questions and just peppering her like a machine gun mouth with question after question after question about the writing and how it works. And you can see Luann's getting annoyed at Ramona and she kind of talks a little shit to her friend. We don't know who that is, but whoever she's there with. And it's, it's pretty hilarious. And I have to say, there's a scene here that we see where the count hugs her and is just very sweet and affectionate with her. And come to find out, we know he wasn't faithful to her, but I will say, because this is our first real introduction to the relationship, you start to think, wow, these these people really have a beautiful relationship and a beautiful thing going. Little do we know. But anyway, I will say it struck me knowing knowing what we know now, as I love to say, it, it was a, a notable moment that just seemed real and authentic of, of love and affection for each other, which was nice to see. And Ramona makes a mention that... She's known Luann for about two years, um, social, you know, socially, that they've been around in the same social circles, but they're not super close. Then Jill arrives to see Luann 
And the whole mood changes, where Luann was really just being a snarky bitch to Ramona, if you ask me. Jill shows up, and now all of a sudden the mood changes. They're having fun. They're talking about how much they like each other. Apparently they went to screening of a movie and then found out their kids go to the same school. And I just got the vibe that Jill and probably Luann, but I'm sure I think Jill is the ringleader, was already scheming to make Ramona look bad and already had this approach to the show as trying trying to man- manipulate and, and have things be viewed or seen the way she wanted them to be seen. And it's kind of hilarious, too, because they go to the... Victoria gets off the horse. They go afterwards to see the riders. And Jill's saying, why do you guys all wear the same thing? really think you should be able to wear, like, a poochie jacket and really stand out while you're out there riding. And Victoria looks at her and she says, no, we're not allowed. Kind of a uniform that we have to wear. And so then Jill kind of stands up there and we should, you know, you should be able to express yourself and it would be great. And we could, then we could do a best dressed and she's kind of joking, but kind of not. And, you know, I felt like, okay, they're definitely letting you know where Jill stands, (laughs) where Jill stands and things. So then Ramona says goodbye. She's leaving. She walks over. She's very gracious. She makes sure she finds each of them and, you know, just says, have a great day. I'm leaving. And she talks a little bit with Jill about the tennis game that they're supposed to be having And I did notice it was interesting because, and maybe it's just something that fake New York bitches do, right? On the Upper East Side or wherever the hell they're from. Um, But, you know, they say love ya as they leave. And I'm like, huh, so you guys don't really know each other, but you're saying love ya as you're hugging and saying goodbye, talking about we'll see you for the tennis game. So interesting little, little tidbit there. But like I said, we find out that they've actually known each other for a lot longer than that. You know, how close, we don't really know. But, and then we're swept back to St. Bart's with Alex and her husband, Simon. And they talk about how they love taking their au pair on vacation. And it's just very pretentious, right? Um, and this is, you know, we get the the Hamptons is, is almost akin to work for us. It's like, oh, please. And as Jill calls him out, you just don't have the cash to come spend the summer in the Hamptons with us. So you go off season to where we all go and spend three times as much. Right. And which, which is hilarious. We see them go to dinner and they've got their au pair. So it's just the two of them. And they're talking about how they met and how much they love each other. And again, just a small little red flag alert. You see it's the morning. Maybe they're having breakfast or brunch and Simon's talking about what do you want to do? And He's, she says, what do you want to do? And he's like, I just want to relax and get drunk. And she just kind of awkwardly laughs and says something like, maybe not this morning. And you can just hear, I just, again, small red flag went up when I went, hmm, what's happening there with, you know, with that. And then we, we see them at dinner and they're feeding each other. And it's just, it's awkward. She almost sounds brainwashed and he seems creepy. Like I said, I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt. I really did. And I like her. I think, oh, I hate to say it, but if she just could ditch that dead weight of, of, of a husband, she'd be doing so much better. Anyway, not my, not my circus, not my monkeys. So we see them at dinner. They're feeding each other. They're talking about how, oh, we used to party all night long when we, you know, before we had kids, when we were younger. Also an interesting thing that he was partying all night long. And 
um, I did notice, I did notice that she's wearing later on in the season, we'll see he gives her earrings for her birthday and she's wearing them. So clearly this was shot out of order, which I understand you're introducing them to us. And this is probably a great way to do it, especially because, you know, that's them in the Hamptons and their, their summer is, is in St. Bart's. But anyway, so I just thought that was interesting for timing purposes. She's already wearing the earrings. If you want to take a, take a quick look at when they're having dinner and he's just being obnoxious again. He wants to go shopping and then he's like, oh, I love shopping for you. And she's like, oh God, I like shopping for you. And you can tell it's like, she almost doesn't even want to spend the money. She knows they don't have it. Right. She's like, stop with the shopping. And then at the end, she's like, I'm the luckiest girl in the world. As her like eyes are blinking SOS. It's just the poor thing. It's just not a good look. And then we're on to Bethany and she's talking with Jenny Hilfiger, who is one of her friends, the sister of Tommy Hilfiger. And they're talking about Jason's sister's charity event and she's trying things on and she comments, you know, this is spring of 08. Remember, they're shooting in the summer and fall of 07, so appropriate. She's This is spring of 08. Should I wear it? They're trying on clothes. And she's also at the same time talking about her relationship with Jason and how they met. And she's talking about how she wants his parents to like her. She talks about how she met his kids one month in. He has, I think, three kids, perhaps. She met his kids one month in, which... I'm not trying to sound judgy. I'm just saying, I know at that age, you tend to move a little more quickly because you're not just fucking around in your 20s. But one month in to meet, you know, 30 days in, how can you, you know, really know somebody? Any, anyway, not for me to judge. I'm just saying I noticed it. And he, you know, she's, she's saying he knows we're all in. If he wants to fuck around, he needs to be dating a 25-year-old. And she's talking about how she said that to him and he knows it and they all know what they want. Everyone's on the same page. She says that all she's ever wanted was one child and she's not going to give, give that up. And he knows it. And so she thinks they're all moving towards the same goal. Then we meet. So now we go to the, the charity event, uh, Jason's sister's charity event. We meet Jason's mother, Mia, who is a very beautiful put together lady And she seems to like Bethany and um, it's for the Children's Tumor Foundation. Give a plug. And she is giving her um, her celebrity chef private cooking lessons away as an auction item. It goes for thirty one hundred bucks to Scott, one of Jason's friends, which I thought was so sweet that his friends were supporting the foundation And Bethany thinks so too. You know, she notices, you know, you see her go, oh, thank you so much and gives him a big hug. And we get another sense of Bethany's ballsiness. She's sitting there right in front of Jason's mother. So do you approve of me? And of course, Mia says, yes, we approve of you. But it's kind of ballsy to say charity event, (laughs) out in public event, out in public. Anyway, back to Ramona at the Hamptons. She's hosting a cooking party with her friend, Pamela Morgan. She sent the invite to Luann and didn't send an invite to Jill, we find out later. And so we cut to Luann, who's getting ready to go to Ramona's house with a friend, or Ramona's party, I should say. It's at their friend Diane's house. 
And she's getting ready to go with, with a friend who I don't know this lady. She kind of was around this episode. So obviously someone who was around when they were filming. And you can tell they're making fun of Ramona. They're basically saying right off the bat they're going to show up, have a drink, leave early. They have no intention on staying. They don't want to stay. And as they kind of tar start talking shit about Ramona... You see, if you pay attention in the background, Luann's daughter, Victoria, stops chopping whatever it was she's chopping on the cutting board and is eavesdropping and just kind of listening as her mom's starting to become total mean girl bitch talker. And Luann recognizes it and just kind of goes, oh, OK, well, you know, no big deal and changes the subject, probably out of acknowledgement that her daughter's listening and but her voiceover, she's saying things like, oh, there's nothing, nothing worse than eight women learning how to cook. Oh, I just it was she's just starting to look horrible. And she's talking about how she has no intention of staying from the jump and that Jill wasn't invited. And if you know anything about Jill, she can't stand not to be in invited. That was probably the worst thing you could have done to her. So I'm going into it knowing that Jill is pissed, right? And if you know anything about Jill, not good for Ramona. Um, and you see, but you also see, you know, Ramona saying things like she doesn't like it when women have to get home to their husbands. But when Luann shows up, she does give her the excuse that her husband is leaving for Europe tomorrow. So she says, okay, that's a good excuse. You know, I'll take that one. But then we see Luann again. She's just making the shitty little comments. Oh, that many women in one room. It's just too much, right? It's like, oh, please count us. Like, give, give me a break. And then of course, Luann asks Ramona, where's Jill? And I, it's, it's like she was already talking about Jill wasn't invited. So I find it hard to believe that she was asking Ramona in, in a honest way, where's Jill? I think she was just stirring the pot. And then of course, Ramona gives her the answer of, I don't know, you know, I think she has to be in the city. I'm not sure. And she kind of squirm, squirms out of it. And then you see Luann as they leave, which, and then she says to the ladies, I think it's just so tacky. Don't eat too much, ladies, you know, as she walks out. It's just so tacky. So, so Luann leaves. And she calls Jill and she says, we escaped. She uses the word escape in her voiceover too. So anyway, you can see they're setting up Ramona. She and Luann, in my opinion, I should say Jill and Luann, in my opinion, were definitely gunning for Ramona and had no intention of making her look good. And I do like that we see the streak of Ramona's female independence from the very jump here. You know, and, and it's from the beginning and you see more of it and, and the reasons for it as we get through the seasons and get to know Ramona more. But I like that she's stressing the importance of being with her girlfriends, which we know she loves. She's with her girlfriends. They're having the party. They're getting together. I like that we see that consistent throughout the years that we know Ramona. And then we jump back to Jill and we meet Brad, who she introduces as her gay husband. And they're sitting around talking shit. And Jill clearly knows about the party the cooking party that Ramona's having that Luann's invited to and she's not. And so she calls Diane, the lady whose house is its host being hosted at. 
and is saying, oh, oh, you're having a, oh, Ramona's having a party there. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, great. And then they cut to Ramona saying, she can't be mad. I'm, this is just a small party. She's, she's like, oh God, she knows what's coming. Right. So Jill's completely pissed. And then we see what happens with Luann. And if they weren't close friends, why would Jill be that mad? But then I do know if you know, Jill, being left out really is truly one of the worst things that you could do to her. So it's like, okay, well, perhaps maybe you don't have to be that good of friends with Jill for her to be mad about not being invited. Because it does look like there's about 10 ladies when they sit down to eat. And so Jill calls Luann and she says, I assume you're not there because I'm not there. And it's like, oh, for God's sakes, first of all, you know, it's fake because they know that Jill wasn't invited and Luann was because they were already scheming. Um, and then, you know, you see Jill, I try to live my life doing the right thing. And it's like juxtaposed by all of her vindictiveness. It's hilarious. And I just thought this was a perfect example of how from the beginning, Jill is one of the first housewives who's thinking about engineering and perception and the cameras. And we start to see Jill's petty behavior. She's she's not going to be able to do tennis with Ramona, of course. Right now she's pissed. She says Luann only went because she thought I was going to the party. But in the beginning, they were talking about the fact that they knew Jill wasn't invited to the party. So a little inconsistent. And, you know, it's funny. And then they've got Jill talking and it's just she to me, the t the outfits of the time, they're so tacky. I mean, she's got the bejeweled butt jeans, the leopard print shirt, an embellished jacket that also has lace on it. There's so much going on in Jill's outfits. And I'm sure she must once stylists get a hold of you, they're like, what are you doing? We and, and also, you know, if you know what's coming down the line, Jill does tend to count everything, right? She's she's counting who's invited, who's not. Why are you doing this? Why am I not invited? And then we cut to Bethany and we see her. She's just being a powerhouse, badass business bitch. She's meeting with her friend Jake, who we see a couple times, I believe, on The Housewives, perhaps even on her breakout show. He might have come on once or twice. He's in event production. They're talking about she sent cookies to Melania and she wants to be like Martha Stewart. You know, she says Martha democratized style. She wants to democratize health. And they're talking about events and what they can attend. Invite lists. Um, they name drop Mariska Hargitay and Dennis Leary that she's been baking and I think doing some work cooking for. Um, and, you know, she's very honest in her voiceovers that her career is most important in the world. It's the most important thing to her. Um, they're talking about the Unexpected Mexico event um, and how, you know, he wants her to bring her Uptown crew. That's the right crew for that event. And she also recognizes that it's hard to have successful relationships when you're building the kind of career that she wants to build. Right. And she's, like I said, it's the most important thing when, when that's the most important thing in your life, it's hard to have meaningful relationships outside of it. And we see Jake ask, do you have time for all of this? You know, he says, can you have a life with Jason and do all of this? She says, yes. She talks about that. She's a survivor and her childhood was difficult. And if she can get through that, this is nothing. And she's, she needs to find a way to, to make it all work relationships, money, career. And she says, she just needs to find a way to manage it all. And again, this is easy compared to her childhood. And we see her say she didn't give up everything she has to not just hit it out of the park. 
which, spoiler alert, she hits it out of the fucking park, right? We then cut to Jill and Luann. They're having lunch in Southampton at a place called Bobby Vans. And they're talking shit about Ramona's party. And Jill's bitching about the fact that she wasn't invited. She, it's interesting because Luann then says, oh, she lied. You know, she said that you were in the city and that you couldn't make it. And technically it's, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of an exaggeration because really she said, oh, I don't know where she is. Maybe she had to be in the city. So she's uh, getting, she's riling up Jill, which doesn't take much. Let's be honest. So we see them talking, trying to figure out what they're going to do about this tennis match. And then Jill and Luann realize that Luann was a pretty good tennis player. And Jill says, why don't we, why don't we pair up? We can play doubles against Ramona. She's got this friend, Missy, who Jill hears is an ace. And so she said, yeah, let's pair up. It'll be fun. We can, we can play against them. And we see the voiceovers of Jill. And, you know, she says, I'm getting revenge. I'm angry at Ramona. She's going to be sorry that she messed with me. I mean, we see we see the makings of the Jill Zarin we know and love. And then we have a great scene. Allie comes home from the detox center in Martha's Vineyard, and she lost 11 pounds in the eight days that she was gone, and she looks great. And Jill makes a big deal about it and grabs her and touches her stomach. And it did. it does seem like as much as as much as she wants to say it doesn't she's focusing really all on the weight even though she tries to justify it that she's got her rheumatoid arthritis that's why she's sending it to her it's really a detox thing and but all she focuses on is the weight loss and Bobby is there and he comes down again it's a good moment because I feel like he's kind to Allie and she's receptive to his kindness he gives her a hug and says wow you look great and it was just it's a nice moment for their family And then we hear Jill again. She says, I'm so pissed about the cooking party. And she just, she just can't take it. So we know Jill is on a a rampage. And so Missy is Ramona's partner. Jill says she's good. She's an ace. And then the day finally arrives of the tennis match between Luann and Jill and Ramona and her friend Missy. And we see Jill's got her yellow convertible Ferrari and Luann's immediately like, can I drive it? And Jill's like, sure. So Luann drives him over to, to Missy's house for the tennis match in the Hamptons in this fabulous convertible Ferrari. Must be nice. And so they pull up and Jason then drops off Bethany. We find out slowly that, you know, Jill has invited quite an entourage to come watch One of the people she's invited is Bethany. And so Jason, her boyfriend, drops her off. They say goodbye. He leaves. He clearly clearly doesn't want to be part of this or be on camera. And we see Bethany talking about how she's known Jill for about three years. And she makes the comment that Jill's like black licorice. You either love her or you hate her. And she happens to like black licorice. And now the match begins And Ramona and Missy are the favorites, Missy being this ace of a player. But they kind of buckle in the beginning. And then Mario shows up, Ramona's husband. Mario starts giving some comments and some pointers. And Ramona can't take it. She tells him to shut up. And you see Jill talking about the fact that Mario is the fifth-seeded player in his age group. And so... Ramona is just a fool not to listen. 
And then, of course, Luann is like, oh, if I talk to the Count that way, he would be out of town, I think she says. And we see some more from Jill about how pissed she is, where she says it was not a smart move for Ramona to piss her off. And she can't wait to seek revenge. And, you know, she's just she has so much attitude about it. And so in the beginning, Ramona and Missy aren't playing as well as they'd like. But then Missy starts picking it up. They start playing up to speed and now it gets to be a game and Jill's getting an attitude about it. You can tell she doesn't like that they're starting to fall behind and Ramona makes the snarky comment, you're the only one talking when she's trying to tell everyone to shut up and the audience laughs and Jill doesn't like that. And then we hear Bethany, our Greek chorus, when she says it's like watching a train wreck and she can't stop watching it, which... It's totally true. It's why I'm watching. It is a freaking train wreck and I can't stop watching it. And I love every second of it. And so at the very end, Jill and Luann eke out a win. And of course, they're thrilled. And then Jill comes with the winning against someone who's recently hurt my feelings feels so good. It's like, Jill, for God's sakes. So anyway, the the tennis match is over. And you know, Jill says they're ending the summer on a high note. And at that point, the episode closes and the summer closes as well. And with that, that's the end of season one, episode two, Real Housewives of New York City, The Hamptons. Join us next week where we're going to be breaking down season one, episode three, Fashion Week. See y'all then.